Everybody, we're sitting here at North Channel Brewing Company, located 86 Washington Street in Manistee. It's a typical rainy, snowy fall. Um, we drove up to Grand Rapids area, and this place is awesome. Um, on the way in, coming in, after I had my windshield wipers going, I could barely see a little bit. First thing you see is this big logo. You see North Channel. Pretty happy because it's both. Um, and I brought with me Big Marcus. How's it going? I got Sandra. Hey. And we're talking to Cameron. And we're talking to the owner here, Mr. Ford. And it's funny, Mr. Ford, we kind of go back. I ain't going to put that story out there right now, but we kind of go back. Um, our, our, our sons played football together, so I'm going to let that marinate a little bit. We'll come back to that later. Um, my first question is, I'm going to roll back, I'm sorry. Hit us up on Facebook, give us a tweet, Instagram us, let us know how well we're doing, how bad we're doing. And so my first question to you, I keep saying Mr. Ford, I don't know why I say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, Ron. Yeah, you can call me Ron. Yeah. So Ron. First name basis. Yeah, first name basis. She says that because he forgot the name, he's waiting for you to tell That's okay. No, I'm trying to do that. Just right last, last call, we can, we can go by Dr. Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can yeah, do that yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Ron. Yeah, since we go back to all these years, I know you were home growing. Why here in Manistee? Why did you put Northtown here in Manistee? Um, so we we have we had a house here that we vacation at, uh -huh. and we've been here since 2002. Right. And uh, when we first came to Manistee, there was a brewery here. Uh, it was called Lighthouse Brewing. It went out of business shortly after we moved here. But uh, um, with my interest in beer and home brewing and and such, we always thought that Manistee would be a great place to have a have a brewery. And how has the, the community of Manistee, the locals, how they in, they open up? Welcome with open arms. I believe so. I think I, mean, it's I think, I, I, I think it's. <laughs> I mean, we've we've really uh, we've really been impressed with the way you know the way everybody in the city has really um, you know enjoyed our beer, not only our beer but our food. But they really been good patrons for us and Cameron maybe you can talk to them about that you're a, um, you're a hometown guy yeah, yeah uh, that's born awesome. and raised um, the first time I really realized it's like this community has our back uh, we actually got invited to the Ramsdale Gala uh, they invite local businesses or you know people of importance or influence in the community and they bring them up and they do you know just a whole giant party for us and uh, you know we were like the crown jewel at the gala like I shook so many hands with people that I have never met in my life, and they're all just full of compliments. Mm -hmm. um, so as far as other local businesses and people of influence, they're really excited that we're here, you know, trying to improve upon our small hometown. Mm -hmm. And as far as patrons go, um, it's been a little bit of work, you know, getting them off of the domestics, but <laughs> we, we get them to keep coming back through the door. So, you know, as long as they're coming through that door and trying to they're getting into it. So you guys, is, so for some time, was there a lot of vacationers coming through? Oh yeah. Besides locals? Very much, uh, very much a tourist town. Uh, without the tourist population in the summer, uh, Manistee would just be a blip on a map. You'd probably blink and miss it if you were driving. <laughs> yeah, the population probably, you know, goes from 6,000 up to almost 30 or 40,000 in the summer. Okay. So, big. Um, the name of the building, or the name of the company, North Channel, where does that, where does that come from? So, um, 
this building originally was um, over a hundred years ago. The building that we're in was a furniture factory, and then for many years uh, after after it closed down, it was it was called the North Channel Outlet, and they they sold furniture and other stuff, and and uh, most people in town just kind of knew of it as the North Channel building, and so when we moved in. Um, we thought it was a great name. We we really wanted to build our logo and our mm -hmm. brand off of the off of the maritime history of, of Manistee. Um, you'll see our ship logo. Um, that is actually uh, was a rendering of a, a boat that comes through that channel right there. It's about a 600 foot boat, and uh, it was called the Manistee. And we had awesome. an artist render that as our as our logo. So you just already used the establishment and kept it. Right, local, and use was already was, was already here. You didn't try to you know, make a new logo or you just kept it. Whatever it was, yep. what people already knew of, you just used that. And so I can I really can see it and feel it when you walk in. First of all, it's packed. Mm -hmm. Every walk of life, from old to young, is sitting out there enjoying it. They're watching the games, they're drinking beers, everyone's talking. I hardly see anybody on their phones actually, which is rare. Mm -hmm. um, I like the fact. I really love the fact that it just. The building, everyone knew I was building already, so it wasn't even a hard, hard sell. Um, so let's go talk a little bit back on your home brewing days. Hmm. When, when I knew you, you didn't let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, all these years. Um, so did you want to, did you always want to have a brewery, or did something just came about? No, it's, it, you know, uh, the, the home brewing was something that um, I just... I just love the um, chemistry of beer and, and how uh, you know how it's made and how you can change flavors and aromas and that kind of stuff. So that's what drew me to, to the home brewing uh, component of it. Um, the step up from being a home brewer to a to owning a brewery is, is a massive step, and mm -hmm. the only way we could do that is is to hire a professional brewer. And, and our our brewer Bill jo Joslin is is amazing. He's um, you know he's uh, classically trained, so. You'll notice our beers are really along classic lines, and, and okay. uh, we don't do anything super crazy, but um, we do have some fun with our, you know, with our with our beers. And and but uh, Bill is the guy who's really driven, mm -hmm. you know, driven our brand and stuff. Now, do you still get to peek in some of the rest old recipe from the old days? Um, <laughs> actually, you'll see on the you'll see on the. Um, on our menu today, we have Ford's cream ale. So that that was one of my own recipes. Oh, nice! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I like that you said that because it's good to keep that around. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's finding that balance between, you know, contrary to whatever your profession is, there's that thing that you love to do. You know, you've kept with you. Yeah. So like, you want to just carry that forward. So right, right. Um, but I don't know anything. I mean, I don't know anything compared to what Bill knows. Sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you need someone yeah. like that, you yeah. know, to kind of yeah. drive it. But I like that you said brand because even when I seen the logo, the boldness in the name, it's it's like a theme, you know, between the color, the font, and how that's consistent throughout with the menu and everything. Yep. So it's good to have that identity. Yeah. Because I think, as you said, it's historical to the area. Yeah. And that just kind of carries that. So. When I think it speaks, and I'm probably going to use your words, Cameron, but upon reading, when we, uh, when I was told that we were, we were coming to North Channel, I did some reading, right? And um, on your about me or about us, it, it pretty much states everything you do, 
essentially large or small, you include the history, yeah. you include the purpose and an aspect of that. And I mean, it's evident. Yeah, it's um, a, not an official mission statement, but it's definitely on <laughs> right uh, pages. We strive to be an ode to the fascinating history of our hometown. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. And that's important. Yeah. See, Cameron, you being, I don't know, you might be the youngest one here. Probably. Um, <laughs> you're the one that can drink. Good job, like that, Jamie. <laughs> um, how did you? How'd you meet Ron? How'd you get incorporated with North Channel? Um, so I went out to school in New England, and I got introduced to uh, to craft beers out there. And I was going to school, and I ended up changing my major to marketing. And it was something I felt comfortable with because I have some family members that are associated with another Michigan brewery. Um, so it just felt like a good foothold for me. And I came back, you know, after graduating college, and it just kind of fell right into my lap. as like... You know, I want to market for breweries. You know, it's a goal for me. It's something that I'm incredibly interested and invested in. And, you know, after coming back, you know, I've been here for years. And, you know, I just see in the paper there's a brewery popping up. So I just, you know, did everything I could to not miss out on that opportunity. I got an application in as soon as I could. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to wait it out a little bit, you know, put in some work, keep my head down, build my shoulders up a little bit to get into right, the position that I'm in. Right. But, um yeah, I think uh, first time I met Ron was probably our soft opening day, which was uh, November, I want to say 10th, November 9th. It was the 8th or 9th. Yeah, yeah something, around, something around there. What would you think? Um, like he's not here. <laughs> no pressure, man. I, uh, I'm going to be completely honest right now. If I owned a brewery or an establishment of this size, you would never see me in the place. I would probably just sit at home and collect a paycheck. In fact, that. Uh, the Ford family or you know, Phil or you know, Aaron, you know, they're here you know, all the time and they have a direct hand in it. I, you know, I've got every single one of the owner's phone numbers, I've got emails, I can get a hold of them whenever I want and they are as personally interested in the success of this as me. And, mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, absolutely. It's, it definitely helps. You were teetering between a job raise and you know unemployment, so you know you struck right, man. It was <laughs> no, and, and Cameron's been really good for us. Um, you know, he manages our social media and, yeah. and uh, helps us out with that stuff, which old guy like me, I'm not very versed in. That's 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 yeah. yeah, I mean it's. You have to be keen to it, you know. Similarly, I was a marketing major as well, mm -hmm. so I mean, I'm, it's I mean, you kind of have to be the jack of all trades. Where marketing is associated yeah. with the digital, you know, the design, the social media presence, and all those they're similar, they're very dissimilar. Yeah. So it's like you know, you just very finicky. Yeah. Very yeah. yeah. So as a millennium, did you like to be here right off the bat? Yeah. Um, it was all about just work for you. Uh, for me, it was both. You know, if you if you love what you do, you'll never actually work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer of that, and uh, I haven't had a day where I wake up. And God, I, gotta, you know, I just kind of I get up and go. You know, it's a fun place to work. You oh, want to sure. be here. Um, first time I was introduced to craft beers, um, I was kind of all for it. You know, mm -hmm. I was just like. There's better stuff out there than your domestic. So I was all for it. And um, I wasn't much of an IPA drinker. And we only had, I think, two IPAs on our original our original 12-set tablet. 
and you know that was big for me and I actually got introduced to my favorite kind of beer the first time I had it here which was a uh, which was uh, my Bach it was kind of like, okay. kind of like an Amber and it was it was really good it was the first time I'd ever had one and yet to find one that's as good as that one so I keep trying on and I can't find so I see the theme here is traditional beers you're right. not trying to add cookies and cream and right. Kool-Aid in the beer and you're going right. straight traditional hot water yep. malt nothing, nothing fancy right. but yet I, what I've noticed is all these beers are clean they're very yeah, clean yeah absolutely Man, the process you can tell I know this is going to be balanced I haven't tried the um, Taipei is good I haven't tried the pills but I know it's probably looking at it and just enough CO2 bubbles coming up mm-hmm. nice little head on it it looks really nice and I like that there's a place to go to get traditional beers yeah because now I mean it's a plethora just so many things coming at you in different ways yep. and you don't know what you like and you're just trying when you get that foundation of traditional beers then you can move on to the next level but I think the cool thing is it's places like this that serve as a bridge between kind of like you were saying we drink domestics we don't really know about craft beer right. and we're drinking a beer that is similar to a domestic but it's cleaner it's right. more delicious and yeah. that kind of like turned you on yeah. to that more style right so before you're like ah, I don't know and then you find yourself at a brewery whether you're just watching the game mm-hmm. you're meeting up with friends you're bringing your family yeah. and I think that's been the coolest thing to watch unfold as far as like when you know you were home brewing or people were really invested in beer earlier right. on there was no demand there was no kind of um I guess presence for it. Right. People were kind of like looked at weird, like you're brewing beers, you really want to do something with this. Yeah. I don't know what to think about it. So to watch the progression of okay, there's more of a demand to okay, there has to be a place here. Yeah. It's just cool because a lot of people I think try to just say we want to make a brewery and we want to have a porter. Right. Because places need a porter. Right. We want to stop. We want an IPA and we yeah. want to do all these things but you don't have an identity or a brand. Right. In fact you guys as uh, Cameron stated, it's the IPA and the Pilsner that serve as your two primary beers because that meets the demand of the people around you. And I think that's important because we're now in a stage of what we find a lot of people are doing is because they love it. They want them to have a place like this, you know? And you want to be able to serve the, you know, patrons who come in every day with the stuff that they like. Right. And not just bombard them, but like, well, you should try this, you know, New England IPA or this double IPA or, you know, this crazy flavors and aromas yeah. that yeah. kind of overwhelm people. But it's awesome. And the beer is very delicious. So what would you like your, our, our listeners and your patrons to know about your channel? Well, um, a couple things that makes us special. I think number one, we um, we do something pretty special with our water. You know, as you know, water is the biggest ingredient. And I'm, very, I, I'm like very into the whole water aspect. I yeah, think it's so, so interesting. So we have um, in Manistee, we have fairly hard water. We're, we're called the Salt City, and um, uh, Morton Salt is here. So oh, um, okay. you know, there's, there's a huge amount of uh, production of salt. So our our water is not that good. So what we do is we carbon filter all of our water as it comes into the brewery, and then we reverse osmosis. Reverse okay. osmosis. Yeah. yeah. That is and, it, yeah. and so once we've done our RO, then we can basically add back whatever chemicals we want to add back to brew the type of beer that we're brewing. Okay. So every beer 
um, style um, has a water profile that should be brewed with it as well. Oh. And so our brewer is, is kind of like a little bit of a mad chemist in the sense that, you know, <laughs> right. he's adding in all of these uh, additional, all the mineral yeah, additional minerals and, and things to make that water. So if we want to, if we want to brew a, you know, an ESB that's very similar to someplace brewed in England, we can look up the water profile and make the water profile and wow. build it here. And then secondarily, I think the other thing about us that makes us a little bit unique is, is we, we do have a line of pilsners, and, and not a lot of people make pilsners because it's, it's very difficult um, to, to really make that, make that beer shine and make it, make it well. But uh, um, we, we really think it's important, and it's, it's a good gateway beer for, you know, for people who might normally drink something like Budweiser or sure. one of the domestics. So. I like the fact that the beer is low ABV. Yep. I can have three or four with my meal, and not slide out the slide out the table. Yeah. You know, it's, especially when you're, you know, I'm not young anymore, so I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to drink right. something at nine percent every day. I right. Can't do it. Yeah. I want to be nice. Somebody just drinking, you know, cash. I'm doing a lime or whatever. I'm not trying to be, you know. Right. Give me twelve percent every day. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And I, I came from a wine, mm-hmm. so I like to accept and enjoy the flavor. Yeah, I'm, I'm never cashing. Well, twelve percent is ambitious. I'm, well, twelve percent is ambitious. I mean, <laughs> I I like a I don't know. I'm big on balance. I feel like when you take the time to calculate what something should, yeah. I mean, that whole process of the water, that's so important in itself. Yeah. I feel like it's just so undermined in a way, you know? Yeah. And I'll be honest, when I think about beers I like, I like darker beers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I love craft beer. When you have beer like this, and it's so like calculated and broken down, you can't help but appreciate that, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of places, especially in the Pilsner style, they have a pilsner just to have a pilsner. Yeah. You don't like craft beer as much, but we have this and it's similar to the style you like. Yeah. As opposed to we're gonna perfect this style and that's our wheelhouse. And I think that's just very unique in the sense that it's not settling for the easy road. But you still have very unique beers of porters, yep. different styles and Oktoberfest. So it's not like you're limiting yourself, right. but you definitely know your identity and what you like to make. So this food is on point. It's good. Yeah, I mean it's very good. They're doing grown man beer over here <laughs> in NFC. Yeah. Um, so I, I always ask. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the owner first. I'm gonna ask you, Ron. I always ask this. If I came to your house, which I've been there actually, but <laughs> what's behind the milk? What's behind the Kool-Aid? What's behind the wine? Mm-hmm. What are you drinking at home? Um, I would say my go-to beer when I drink at home, uh, besides my own, is Two Heart. Nice. Uh, I like that. You know, it's just, that's good. I mean, that's Two Heart beer. is a very well-balanced beer. It it's, is. It's made, it's made beautifully. It's, uh, you know, and, and I think Bell's is, you know, they've really done a great job in, with yeah. that beer. Um, but I like to try lots of different things mm-hmm. and because I want to see what's out there um, and I also want to see you know um, can we do things that are similar or can we do things that are better than what's out there so you strictly craft no domestic no I don't drink any domestic sorry wow yeah, sorry you know I really like this this whole bathroom so Cameron you being the young guy what's behind your milk and Kool-Aid and your mm-hmm. man? if you reach way back <laughs> way back there way um, way back a beer that I like to keep in the fridge um, I don't I don't drink 
too often, but I like to keep nostalgic beers in there. Nice. Um, so every now and again, uh, my best man will get married soon, so um, he'll send me, you know, six packs, twelve packs and, uh, from the first brewery I visited, which was uh, Portland Sea Dog. Okay. And, uh, you know, that was Maine, and so it's called uh, Sunfish. It's a New England style IPA, and oh, it's nice. uh, tangerine orange flavored. So, but, I mean, so you do good, you do it right. You're not sliding, all right. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to get a hold of, but I've almost always got some in there. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. You should bring one in for your boss. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's like orange juice. It's, yeah. like, it's my favorite thing. It's like, it's like yeah. yeah, it's the consistency. Yeah, we're going to talk about Well, okay, so, I mean, I, I can't help but go there. What do you think about the whole... New England says. Um, I didn't. Re- I kind of missed the whole craze part of it yeah. because um, when I became of age to drink craft beers, sure. I was in New England. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was like what they drink. Yeah, right. It's yeah. like I'm in New England. New England IPAs are everywhere. So it didn't really click that like this is a popular thing. It's kind of just coming to me now that like that's the popular trendy beer yeah. to go for it right now. Because you know I was drinking them you know, two three years ago when I was mm-hmm. in college. Just yeah. like it was everywhere had them. And I just thought it was that way because I was there. Yeah. Well, I think it's ironic because Craig Mifflin, it was M43 that really was a staple, right? Here. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, was it that it had been around but didn't have the same, I guess, impact. craze about it? Yeah, same impact. And then yeah. M43, I just felt like everywhere you went had to have an M43. Yeah. And then it was places where, like, we're just going to make our own New England IPA. Right. Then it was just their own. Um, yeah. I guess version of that, but it's just so interesting because I feel like in just one summer, you know, it yeah, was just everywhere. We were, we were kind of behind the curve. For sure, that. I mean, yeah. Definitely, we knew that that was going on on yeah. the East Coast and such. And, and it's it's interesting, you know. There's there's um, different beer styles throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, when I when I was uh, living in in Albuquerque for a while, um, you know, the beer styles there were very different. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was much more much more um, kind of quench thirst quenching kind of beers, you know, things that you could drink a lot of. Um, but it kind of goes back to your point about, you know, ABV and such. We, again, that, that kind of plays to our, you know, our strengths, I think, because we really like, we really like our beers to be balanced. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have a couple of, um, you know, 9, 9%, 9.9%. 9. We, we have a double IPA that's coming up. We just had a barrel-aged stout that we that we put in some uh, in some whiskey barrels, and that should be coming out in a couple of weeks. But but most of our stuff, I mean, as an as an owner, mm-hmm. as somebody who owns a brewery, we want you to drink three or four beers. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So if your alcohol level is so high, I mean, we don't want you to get you know arrested on the way home, obviously. But Definitely. but I think keeping keeping that alcohol down is, is a good idea. Yeah. And again, that's that's a challenge. I mean, it is. it's easy to put a lot of a lot of grain in your in your beer and make something that's going to be real high alcohol. It's harder to make a, a well-balanced beer. Exactly. Yeah. And that's I mean, well that's what I've noticed firsthand. I think a lot of places if you have like any kind of like chocolate porter or you know like a number of different flavors, if you kind of just ramp up that ABD, mm-hmm. it's it's going to throw the flavor profile. It will. Yeah. It will be more poozy. It yep. won't be consistent throughout. Yep. Yep. And similar to what you're saying, I like a higher ABV in terms of how does that balance throughout. Because right. I think if you have, like, we went to um, 
Flame Lake, we just did a podcast there. They had a coconut porter that was delicious. It was about a 6.6. Mm-hmm. But it was very consistent from the nose to yeah. the actual taste. Yeah. And it's like any beer you have, when it's that well-balanced, you can't help but appreciate it. Yeah. And, I mean, some of those beers, and, I mean, they're an art form in their own right, but right. when you're that boozy, it's just kind of like... Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, some of them can be pretty hot. Yeah. So, so we're still sitting here in North Channel Brewing Company, located at 86 Washington Street in Manistee, and we're sitting here with the owner, Ron, and I want They got the water figured out. <laughs> That's the most important part. Absolutely. So what's upcoming events happening here at North Carolina? What's up and coming in the fall? You're turning one soon. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's huge. That's a big deal. Yeah. So uh, the anniversary? Yeah, that one's, that one's going to be huge for us. That's okay. probably going to be the biggest single event we've had to date. Okay. Uh, it's kind of just going to be like an all-day thing. We're going to have special features for food and drinks. Awesome. And we're going to have limited I really like the logo. The logo, the name, when I seen it, I was like, that's really cool. I just like that. Mm-hmm. And that's November 10th, correct? November Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We marked that. We might have to on up yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, those listening, you might have to make a special trip. Yeah. Band and music will probably start uh, just after 5 o'clock. We're going to have a have a Michigan band from Kalamazoo. It's going to be a three of crowds. So they're going to be here. We're going to put on a party. Thank you. Everyone come out. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. So year one is almost in the books. What's if we fast forward to like year five? Where do you want to be? So that's a good question. You know, by year five we want to um, we want to certainly grow. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to kind of grow organically, though. You know, we we really think that it's important to for people to know who we are, to know our brand, um, to know what we stand for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to get you know too big to, 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 you know, to lose our, our client base that we have right now. Um, so we'd like, yeah, we'd like to be able to distribute and, you know, get our beer to, to larger markets and, and that. And uh, we'd need to expand our, our brew house if we did that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's what I would like to do. Okay. It's a good vision. Cameron, you got any, where do you, where do you see us in five years? Five years. Uh, I'm a pretty numbers-driven guy. I work with the you know, social media analytics and you know, client bases, target markets all the time. So uh, we did from about 1,400 to 6,200 for uh, for so total social media following when I started. So um, I definitely want to keep that base growing. Uh, I don't want us to plateau in any marketing field at all. I want us to keep you know even if it's a slight incline, I want an incline nonetheless all throughout the year, so uh, I'd say in about five years we we probably eclipse the 20,000 mark is what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, and then distribution, I think, would just be huge yeah. for us. I would really like to be able to, you know, walk over to Manistee Beverage Company or, you know, walk into a local place and be able to get a can that, you know, I was there when I, I think that would just be the biggest 
Do you need local, like taking your any local bars? Yeah, yeah, we we had interesting. We had a um, we had this uh, great opportunity to work with the Bissell Company uh, in Grand Rapids. So okay. they through some connections uh, through one of the partners, we um, partnered with them for their Bissell Block Tilt Party last year, which is a big party they do to raise money for um, you know for um, pets and, and uh, shelters and such like that. And what they asked us to do was brew our IPA, and they, we had a special can made um, with, uh, um, had a dog on the front, and it was called IPA, but what it really meant was I prefer adoption. Oh, and so, so they raised, they raised uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars at this party, and uh, what we did is we brewed, um, I think we brewed 50 or 60 cases for them. And um, canned them. We had a mobile canning company come in and mm -hmm. help us with that. And they gave a four pack of the of the cans to each one of the people at the party. That's awesome. Uh, so, so that was our that was our our only canning run. Um, we did we did can some of our IPA as well, and then um, some of our Pilsner. And, and we had some at Sicianos uh, down in Grand Rapids. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we sold most of the rest of it up here it's in the tap room. So. But that's certainly on our radar for the next uh, the next big step of growth yeah. is to is to do something like that. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, it, it's certain beers like these I drink, and I definitely like think immediately there needs to be more accessibility yeah. to get those. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, like thank you. you. You should be able to go, you know, uh, Sicilianos or any kind of party store and get good beer. I mean, because that's what yeah. people want. It just it, it it reinforces that idea of craft beer. Yeah. It's a quality made product and. I think it's kind of reassuring in the sense that you have so many breweries, brew pubs, places popping up, and mm -hmm. you can still establish your brand and what you want, and you know what you want people to have. So yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the hard part, and that's why I talked about growing organically because yeah. you know um, you you walk through the Myers and. You know, you see all those. <laughs> There's a lot. It's paralyzing. It's overwhelming. Yeah, it's, it's paralyzing. It's, it is overwhelming. Yeah. So you have to, people have to have a connection. They have to have some connection to you to kind of, you know, to launch your product. Or either that or you have, you just have a can that's going to stick out and somebody's going to really notice it and purchase it just because the can's cool. Yeah. And the, what, the cans are always like, the cans are always so cool. Uh, it's more yeah. 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 I'll, I'll tell Phil the idea, so try it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, once again, North Child Brewing Company, they're killing the game. Come on down. We appreciate you having us. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and talk about the topic for a little bit. But the beer is excellent here. Yeah. Um, I, can look out, I can look in the main room. People are having a good time. They're getting beer. Talking to each other, communicating. This is awesome. Um, we, I even love just the communication aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, it is. That's my. The beer is always good. <laughs> but to have the conversation with people. Yep. That's what I like the most. And to hear your story. Like, I only knew you as Dr. Ford. Yeah, yeah. Only knew you as, oh, this is this guy, he lives in my neighborhood. Now I know, I didn't know you was just behind the scenes in the garage, master brewer, <laughs> late at night, mixing drinks. And, and you found this man. Yeah, how you find this young man? That's awesome. Right guy for the job. So yeah, man, 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 Steve's putting out some nice men. <laughs> um, and so we thank you for having us. We, we had a good time. We'll take a break. And we'll be back in here. Head on down to Arc Light Brewing Company, located at 544 Main Street.
city of Waterville, Southwest Michigan, where the sour is power. Welcome everybody, we are back, sitting here at North Channel Brewing Company, located at 86 Washington Street in Manistee, and it's, like always, the beer is flowing, the conversation is excellent, and we still have Ron, the owner here from North Channel Brewing Company, and we have his head marketer, the man, he has many hats, Cameron. Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Absolutely. Uh, I want to say this Pilsner is very clean. It is. Crisp. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a pint before I leave. <laughs> um, because I feel like I could drink three or four of these. It just has that thirstiness to it. Um, it's very refreshing. It's refreshing, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really. And if it was a hot day, I'd, man, I'd, yeah, <laughs> it'd be a growling for real. <laughs> um, the topic today, I'm going to let Marcus take on the topic. So, I mean, the rise and fall of the IPA. The I rise mean, and fall of IPA. Yeah. More so in general, but also the New England craze that's been going on, the recent surge of that. Mm -hmm. So, so the foundation here at North Channel, nice IPA, yeah. nice building. Sure. I, I'm not a hophead by no means. I, I come from, I'm more of a porter style guy. I like my ambers. I love my sours. Um, I like my Belgians. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to cheat because I didn't like the bitterness, if I would cheat and do doubles and triple IPAs, just because I knew the, the higher alcohol would cut, cut off the, yeah. the bitterness. But then you can't but drink with one because you can't have two of your doubles. I'd be Ubering and lifting all the way home. Um, but now, since drinking IPAs, I really enjoy the New England style IPA. That juiciness, that grapefruitness, I really like it. I had that from Transient, I had it from M43 Old Nation. And so, and, and I noticed the cycle in Michigan as a whole, it went from IPAs everywhere. You couldn't go for everybody had IPAs and doubles to their And then it creeped in and everybody started barrel aging. Barrel aged, barrel aged, barrel aged. Now barrel aged to death. And everybody wanted to get their best beer and put it in a barrel. Put it in a barrel. Rum barrel, tequila barrel. And then it kind of went sour. It all sudden sour. Everybody wanted sour. And I really like sour. And you know, you get kind of stuck inside because you got to clean your palate. You can't go nowhere else with it when you start drinking them. But they are very good, especially the fruit top, fruit sours. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then all of a sudden, New England style IPA. And IPAs came back in again. The juicy IPAs. And then I would say, if you're not a craft beer drinker, I would say that's a good start. Because you don't get the bitterness of like a two-hearted. But you still get that hoppiness a little bit. That's why I think when you talk about the rise and fall, and I'm newer-ish to beer, but so because it's a good transition beer, and because I would say, generally speaking, the general population is more or less domestic, I think people are moving towards craft, um, but I think that's why it's so popular right now, because it is that transition. So people are becoming more aware of craft beer, there's more options, so the IPAs will maybe, or the Indian Glen IPAs will jump to to try it as like an introduction, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I think we'll eventually, hopefully, reach a point where that will fall and it'll become, people will become more comfortable and aware of the different craft beers. So I'm gonna go to you, Ron. Since you've been in, you've been in the game a little longer than us, rookie. Um, <laughs> have you seen, have, have you seen the rise and fall of IPAs, so to speak? Well, I think, I wouldn't say it's a rising fall. I think I, I think what it is is it's, it was rising at such a steep trajectory for a long time that now it's just kind of slowing down. And I think I think that has a lot to do with 
Um, most beer drinkers' palates are now much more mature than they were at first. And um, so people can taste the differences. I think that's one of the reasons that people love the New England style IPA is, is there's so many different hop varieties a lot of times in those IPAs. And they use it late in the boil and, and even wet hop a lot with them. Mm-hmm. And that what that does is it really gives you these great aromas. And okay. it's, it's a much more fruity kind of uh, beautiful drink to have. And I think, I think as you said, I think it's approachable, yeah. you know. Um, so I don't think that IPAs are really, you know, I don't think that they're going away. I just think that the mm-hmm. trajectory is, is uh, less steep than it was before. I'd agree. I think definitely as it pertains to rising and falling, it's more of a certain style. Because mm-hmm. I felt like from what I knew in Old Nation in the M43, yep. that was, it's not to say their wheelhouse, however, they're saving grace in terms of the beer that pulled them from a 180 of like not really knowing to, yep. we had this product ever sure. once. Sure. Yeah. And I think you get that a lot. Yeah. Um, because, you know, craft beer is more of a movement, and within that you have yeah. trends as far as what's trending, as far as styles, yeah. sours, gozas, and different things like right. that. And I just think when it, you know, catches on at the right time, people run wild with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think being someone who has beer a lot, craft beer specifically, and who, you know, is very up-to-date with these things, you see how so many places we need a. New England style IPA on tap. You know, right. we need to have that beer because it's it's trying to keep up with the trends. Right. But in actuality, it's the very um, quality of the beer that makes yeah. it. You know, makes you really want it. So if you just have something and it's not really yeah. all that great, it's like. Yeah. Eh. So is that the nature of the millenniums pushing it? No, him, him and I we grew up domestic. Yeah. yeah. Now he was in the garage doing craft beer. Yeah. But we came into it. You guys don't know but craft beer. Yeah. So your palate. You know, I wasn't at 22, 23, 24. I wasn't drinking craft beer. I might have had a Seven Adam, every Blue Moon, yeah. a Sa- Sapporo. Yeah. But I was just, it was either Guinness or Miklo or Miklo Light. And so I didn't, my palate wasn't, I wasn't used to it. I didn't know. Right. So the IBA was like, did not, you know, bitterness. So what do you think on that, Kevin? Well, um, Mr. Marketer. <laughs> I think, um, I think craft beer kind of piggybacks off another industry. And that's uh, that's premium foods. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I like think that. Yeah, I think you know, with just observing you know the entire market, all of our competitors and everything, I think it all kind of started in those mid early two thousand years where you know those competition chefs really started to get popular. You know, Anthony Bourdain and everything that followed. And you can't have a complete quality meal without quality drink to go with it and I think as more foodies started to pop in and foodies also catered to you know to our generation being so intertwined with social media I mean how many times did you see a friend go out to a five-star restaurant the first thing they do is they take a picture of their plate so just food and social media just formed this perfect catalyst to like what's the next thing and that next thing was the final piece of the equation that completed that entire experience, and that was a quality drink to go with it. Okay. So that's that's my observation. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, over the last ten years, how it's all truly progressed. And that's an awesome parallel. I think, but for what you were saying, which is interesting, I think it's the opposite. I think it's the very people, you know, like you, Ron, who grew up growing <laughs> beer. Those people knew the art form of it, the science of it. Yeah. So it's like I think, as us being younger, you know, millennials. We more drink what we like, but also what's m- most convenient. 
in terms of craft, you don't see convenience. Yeah, you yeah. seek the style that you like. Yeah. But I know if we're doing podcasts around at different places, being that my knowledge of beer and like you know the more time you spend knowing it, like different combinations, styles, something that's intriguing to you, you're trying. But I like what you said about Two Hearted because that is like my go-to in terms of it's a quality beer. I like it. If I'm out, I know you have a Two Hearted. I'm going to get a Two Hearted. It's a good beer, readily accessible. And I think for us, and I'm not speaking for everyone, you know, yeah. of course, Sandra, Cam, you guys can weigh in on this. That's more so the like primary importance of it. And then I think the more you know about beer, the more you kind of spend time around it. You have more of a, I guess, I don't want to say pickiness, but you're more selective in terms yeah. of what kind yeah. you want. But I think people who've been brewing a while, those are the yeah. ones who are like, "This is how good beer should be done." Yeah, I, you know. So yeah, I think one of the a couple of things is, as an owner and as a brewer, uh-huh. a couple of things that you said are interesting to me. I mean, when when I grew up, I'm sure when you grew up, our fathers and mothers they they had a lot of alliance to their beer. Yeah, so oh, yeah. it's like all we had in my house was you know was one type of beer. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. It was like Schlitz, you know. Uh-huh. And Schlitz, and yes. That's my dad always drank. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's it's all that we had. And I think people, younger people now, they don't really have that alliance. Mm-hmm. You know, you're so used to going into a, a place. This is like this is like the new norm. Yeah, you, know, you go into yeah. you go into a place and you're like, what's new? Well, can I try it? You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, so you is. don't really build an alliance yeah. per se. So that's that's hard for us as, as owners because we want people to you know to stay really, with, yeah. yeah to stay with us and and we all want to have we all want to be that brewery that has that next thing to hit. Yeah. we want to be yeah. an forty three or we want right. to want to be an all day IPA or something like that. But you know that's that's hard. And it's interesting too because I was I don't remember where I heard it or where I read it. However, um, in terms of generations that are coming, like our generation, um, we don't really commit to things. Mm-hmm. Um, we have select things that we, we will eat or drink regularly, but for the most part, we're more open to trying different things, yes. similarly to what you were just saying. So it's, on the other side, I think it's also really difficult for brands to like attract a consistent market um, yeah, right. in that, in that yeah. aspect, because it's, right. I mean, we'll try whatever, yeah. um, but at the end of the day, you want the target, like you yeah, want those things. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. But that's that's why we have to build our brand, and that's, that's why right. we have to we have to build alliance with the people that come in come in our brew house, and we have to make every one of them feel at home. That's what you know. That's what Cameron does so well. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And and this is me being unbiased here, just being here. Mm-hmm. If I'm out, you know, not having that alliance, it's interesting because you don't have an alliance. But the brand recognition speaks more value right. in terms of what that place stands for. Yeah. It's tricky because, like Old Nation, you may look at Old Nation and say, M43, yeah. New England IPA. Yeah. Everything out of that scope is relevant to you. Yeah. You're getting an M43. You may not even know Old Nation brews it. Right. Certain people may not even know Bell's makes it too hard. Yeah. But the thing is, if I go somewhere and there's a number of... North Channel beers, what's consistent is, you know, that reverse osmosis, how clean it is, yep. how much it tastes, that is and that and that adds to the brand as far as, like, I know what I'm getting with that beer. Right. And I think that's harder for people to establish because if you make a beer without any kind of, like, I guess, goal in mind in terms of what you want people to right. perceive it as right. it or value it, right. it just is carried. 
And you're not going to ever have anything against that. Right. It's not like Larry Bell would say, well, Two-Hearted is this popular beer, but I didn't want it to be popular in terms of that. You're going to yes. accept it for what it is because yes. people like it. And I think when um, you look at, like, um, Parent Black, there's certain beers that, you know, are very noteworthy. Yep. They are good in themselves, but does that speak volumes necessarily yeah. about the brewery? Yeah. And that's, you know, sometimes out of your control, but I think yeah. when you establish your brand, then it's, then it's more of a matter of saying, I know what I'm getting, and that's consistent throughout. Yep. So. so what is the conscious thought of the IPA of today? Has this run, I, I, like, like Ron, I don't think it, ran, it hasn't run its course. No, absolutely not. But it has shifted a little bit. I mean, you know, just two years ago, it was IPA world. You know, you know, little John West, he just, I want IPA, I want IPA. Yeah. I want to just big IPA. Now it's, like, it's, it's so much, it's so many beers when you go to a brewery to choose from. Yeah. IPA is the last thing in my mind, isn't it? Yeah. Unless I know if that's their foundation, if that's their origin. I know I'm going to get a really good idea. Sure. Right. Like, I know I come here, I'm going to get a really good Pilsner. Yeah. I'm coming to get a Pilsner, and I'm coming to get those alligator bites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really good IPA for that matter. I mean, yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. But, I mean, Cam, so you went to school in New England. Mm -hmm. You were there. Obviously, you had found out about this craze firsthand. I mean, just being someone who, you know, knows a ton about craft beer, and that kind of being something you were exposed to earlier on, you know, before this thing really took off. I guess, what do you have to say about it? What's your overall impression on the New England style? Um, and that's loaded. I didn't want to, like, just... Yeah, I mean, that's quite a bit. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say all of it is fantastic, yeah. but one dangerous thing that I noticed with, with any trend, you know, it doesn't really matter what product it is, is as soon as the trend, you know, gets run and gets popular, a product gets popular, um, the most dangerous thing is... Each variation of that product that gets produced, it loses how special it is. And any market will just get flooded with a downgraded product because they know it's going to sell because it's the popular product. Yeah. So I don't think it's so much that IPAs are on the decline. It might be that quality IPAs are on the decline because everyone flooded that market because they knew it was accessible, it was easy, it was a guarantee, they didn't have to do a lot of work. And just close your eyes, throw a dart in the dark, and just you know hit the board. Easy, it it yeah. didn't matter. It was an easy one. But you know, on top of that, that really provides an opportunity for the quality product producers to, to make something that'll shine. Because once you get that market that's, that's flooded with something that isn't so great, you're gonna get your you're gonna get your bells. Yeah. You're gonna get those two hearted. You're gonna get those yeah. ones that are just miles above the rest. Yeah. So. Does flood the market, but you can just get such a better quality product because it does make it a bit more competitive as well. Would you say beers that cross that threshold that threshold would be more trendy? Mm -hmm. Would you say that takes away from the brand aspect? Uh, it depends on what your brand is. Sure. You know, um, the brand's got to be consistent. Is the number one thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if we came out and we did like a, we did you know. Triple chocolate brownie, fudge, <laughs> peanut butter porter. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I mean, someone else, you know, that might be their niche. That just, you know, might be what they've got. But you know, that's not. Or that's. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just not for us. Right. So no. you, you've really just gotta, you, you've gotta play your field. You know? 
And if that's a niche, I expect them to have an awesome dessert menu. Oh, yeah. Too. <laughs> 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 well, that makes me think of the recent craze that I've seen in terms of um, uh, beer and coffee being, like, infused. Yeah. Because I've tried, I love coffee. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would sure say, I, I, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> um, but everyone I try, it's just not, I don't know, I don't like it. Well, another thing about trends and combining two things that are popular is um, once you get someone who really likes a product, your, your margin for error becomes, yeah. you know, just so minimal. Because, yeah. you know, I love coffee. Absolutely love it. So... If you mess up my coffee drink, I'm gonna hate it that much more. Yeah. You have you have so you know you've got to just be perfect. Sure. You know, like thin as a hair is what that spectrum's like. You really have to execute. Sure. That's why I do Starbucks coffees. I don't mess that up. <laughs> I like the bitterness. Well, they're pretty uniform. I'll give them that. But you know, Tim Hortons forever. Okay. Uh, Gotta love our Canadian friends. Okay. You and my mom would get along very well. (laughs) Um, You know, building off that's interesting. So Sandra's from Minnesota, and we were out there, and we went to Nutmeg Brewing Company, and it was really interesting. They had a coffee stout, Mm -hmm. and it was 4.5%, and it was as light as a pill. And it was like, you know, like the drinkability of that, which is very easy, and you don't... Usually expect that, you yeah. know. You expect darker, more bitter, at least an ABV of a five to eight, yeah. maybe nine range. So I thought yeah. that was just really something. And I think stuff like that, it it's kind of cool to see in terms of like making your product. Maybe it's just a one time yeah. thing and executing it right. Yeah. But having it go, you know, against the grain. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. I mean, it's, 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 as Cameron said, I mean, you have this small margin for error. Yeah. And I was in a brewery in Alaska, of all places, in Skagway, this little town, and, and uh, they had a very similar um, beer on oh, tap. Nice. Okay. They called it a, a white um, stout, and it was it was coffee infused, and it was delicious. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I'm a coffee lover as well, and it's just, they, they just did it right. Yeah, and exactly. Go to Alaska, we're trying to figure out how to do it here. So. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I'm, I'm sure Bill will yeah. figure it out. Give him a little while, but... Yeah. As long as you got that reverse osmosis, anything is possible. Yeah. I, mean, so, I don't know, I guess with these stood out, Ron, you stood out looking at other breweries, or are you just so, this is all you do now, just so. No, no, I, I think it's important. I, I think, first off, I think everybody who's in the craft brewing industry um, is looking at what other people do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a, it's a very, I mean, it's a, it's like a fraternity, you know, it's a, a lot of camaraderie. Yes, a lot of camaraderie. And we yeah. understand that you know, our growth helps the people around us as well. So, Storm Cloud, you know, is, is just north of us, oh, and, and Ludington Brewing mm-hmm. is just, you know, just south of us. Starving Bay, you know, starving artists as well. You know, so we know that as our as our brand grows, that's going to help them as well. And so, yeah, I I like to know what everybody else is doing. You know? Yeah, definitely. I like and vice versa, the better they do, the better we're. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I don't know, Carmen. You just got me all juiced. <laughs> yeah, I, like I mean, it's it's true. You know, I think uh, I think you know having four four or five breweries, you know, within traveling distance of each other, you know, that's just going to help so much more. It's, you know, people are going to come up and they're going to want to try more than one thing. You know, they're just as much in it for the experience. As well, I'm telling you now, come to our town and try this pilsner and watch the game. Sit with a friend. This pilsner is yeah. really good. Have some, have some food items. I want to leave that in. We're gonna rate this pilsner. 
I'm, I'm gonna let you go first, Marcus. Me? Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, like um, I like pills. I like pills, right. but like I'm not I'm not gonna hold off pills. It's not my favorite style. I greatly appreciate a well-made beer because I think it's undermined. I think you had this surge of consumer demand where it's like we need craft beer, we need certain styles. And kind of like Cameron was saying, you just want to rush and make something. Yeah. Hope to capture a small bit of that demand that's training for a certain kind of style, a certain type okay. of beer. And I think this just takes a step backwards and does both. It caters to that demand mm-hmm. of where you're at, what the consumer wants, but it's very well made. So, I mean, for that, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a solid nine because that's not my wheelhouse. Pilsners aren't necessarily. And I guess that's because as it serves as like the gateway to craft beer, I'd say at this point I'm very well versed. You know, I, yep. I love craft beer. So, um, but it's, I mean, it's a very well-made beer. I'm, I haven't had a Pilsner quite like that. It's very clean. It's very crisp. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's something you can have three or four of and appreciate it. Yeah. And I think for that matter... It needs the necessary notoriety. It's not just another Pilsner on tap. Anyone who samples that has a pint of that knows it. You know, just in the first sip. So, okay. I'm, I'm gonna let you go laugh. Okay. <laughs> let that man know. I know you see. I see what they're thinking. I'm a thinker. Leave me alone. I love. I love this group. I like to it's not my will. Yeah, it's good. It's great. But I like to start with Pilsners. Everybody's know I'm the anybody. Work my way up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be two or three pints, especially for good food. It's a good pairing beer. Mm-hmm. I like. This is what you get when you want to have something to eat. Mm-hmm. You can just go ahead and keep on going. Mm-hmm. You have to worry about what overtake what I'm eating, and vice versa. And almost what, what um, Sandra said in the first part of the podcast, it's very clean. It is. And refreshing. Mm-hmm. When I drink it, I think of summer. I think, <laughs> man, I should be having another one of these real quick. It's, that's what I want. I don't want to sip this. I want to take a big old swig. <laughs> I'm gonna go old school. I need to switch this. And with that said, I'm, I'm gonna give it a nine and a half, nine point five. Okay. Well, so what do you think, Sandra? Well, considering you used my own words, no, I'm kidding. I would no, I would I would say as in um, someone who more or less likes what Sejan type of um, more like cidery, fruity type things. Sour. I love sour. It's an issue I have. Anyways. Um, this is, was really a very, very, very crisp and smooth. Um, I could, yeah, definitely have it. But I, I don't necessarily think of it in, as a summertime drink. I even think of it as like a fall-type yeah, drink. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think I could. I mean, Ivan, you're probably more experienced in terms of drinking in different climates than I am. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I would, I would order this. If I came back, I'd probably order a pint and drink it. And then try something else, just because I know it's going to be good and refreshing, yeah, and it's yeah. going to leave my palate like yeah. feeling good rather than that weird aftertaste yeah. that comes from I'm sure mixing weird things together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I it's in that for me as well. Yeah. So Ron, this is awesome. Yeah, I think it's awesome. You're doing grown man things here. This work. Thank you. It's very good. I didn't know you had these extra talents. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you displayed since I moved in. And he still has a practice, people. <laughs> He's still practicing medicine. There you go. We didn't mention that. <laughs> we didn't mention that. Um, 
multi-tasker. The Welcome Mask is on the inside, on the outside. The brewery is really nice. Um, I like I I like both rooms. I did get a little walkthrough in the back. Um, I like the fact that you're working with your wife. Yeah. And I I want you know these young people to see that it could be a it's family. Yeah. I heard when Cameron speaks, he speaks like he's part of family. I got him on speed dial. I got email. Yeah. And I I like that. And he's just such a well cohesiveness is here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I. You can see it. You can taste it. I'm gonna get some of the food. I'm gonna taste that before I go. And um, with that thing, I'll raise our glasses up. So I was trying to do it on tap. Yeah. You say, find your beer or what? Drink, Drink it. it. <laughs> Mine's all around. Mine's empty. Mine's empty. Thanks, man. And drink responsibly. Oh, nice. It was good. <laughs>